I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, Episode 50. Today, we talk about faith and fitness of a world champion on this Don't Miss Life-Changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to the show. It is just an honor to be here with you every single week. And before we begin, if we could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is former F2 world champion water skier Janine Avanti. She was ranked as the top water skier in the United States in 2007, and she returned to the world championships a third time, but crashed going 90 miles an hour during a training run a day before the event. Despite suffering a slew of injuries, including a broken nose, she still managed to compete the next day, but was overcome by fear 15 minutes into the first race, which we'll, do, which we'll discuss in a moment. Now, as a former world-class water skier racer, Janine Avanti is used to getting back up on her feet after she falls. Well, so it's no surprise that after a frightening crash essentially ended her racing career in 2007, that she's rising in another sport today. Avanti won the overall award in the 35 and up class at the Governor's Cup Fitness Figure and Bodybuilding Competition, and today she is a professional fitness trainer an actress and co-host of an upcoming fitness television series with my good friend Warren Honeycutt. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the show, Janine Avanti. Welcome to the show, Janine. Hi, and thank you so much, Dr. Bond. Well, I want to kind of get into, you know, when I went through a lot of your bio and, and your background, you have been very competitive your whole life. What drove this competitive nature in you uh, when you were a child? I feel that um, as a child, I had a lot of energy, possibly a lot of nervous energy. I did suffer some physical abuse as a child, and it drove me to seek my higher power and more out of our one God-given life. Well, have you always been an athlete? I feel that definitely I have always put my energy into sports or striving for something more, maybe um, some reward with accomplishment as well to fill possibly a void, but I've also turned it into something positive to help others. Well, what kind of sports were you involved in, you know, when you were a child and into through high school? I started with obviously like roller skating, skateboarding, bike riding. I played soccer, softball, um, barefoot water skiing, water skiing, definitely a lot of water skiing, as you know, uh, through well, into my 20s, 30s, and 40s. Well, how did, uh, you know, how in the world did you become uh, involved with water skiing? And not only that, actually becoming a racer, which involves very high speeds. I was a barefoot water skier going up. I wanted to go for more bizarre, strange, fun, exciting things. And my mother actually started speed skiing. And I was like, oh, I need to do that. Goodbye, barefoot water skiing. Hello, high-speed water ski racing. And I just strive to be the best at it. Well, how old were you when you, now you, uh, how old were you when you started water, water skiing? 
I started water skiing when I was eight, but I wasn't skiing competitively until I was about 23 years old. So I was a little bit older for ski racing, but still bored with this energy. I just had to do it. I mean, I, I can't even imagine, you know, I've watched, uh, I, I've watched the boat racing. I've seen it for years and they, the boat, the, these, uh, high speed racing boats used to come to our, our small town in, in Texas because there was a lake there. And I mean, those guys were just, it was like over a hundred miles an hour, but I cannot imagine the speeds because I understand that you actually, do you still hold the world record? At 102 miles an hour on water skis? I don't currently hold the world record. It's been beat at about 111. Oh, my gosh. Women. Yeah, and 147 for men. So pretty incredible. I do hold records in certain races still. Um, but, you know, those are a long past. I'm just fortunate, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Now, I can't now try to, you know, explain to all of us who are listening, what is it like actually doing 90 to 100 miles an hour on a pair of water skis? I mean, is it two skis or are you actually on one? I am on one ski. It's about 17 and a half pounds. It's seven feet long. I'm 200 plus feet behind the rope or behind the boat with my rope because the faster the boat goes, the more narrow the wake. You have to be really far back. I'm wearing a helmet, a goggle, a neck roll, a head restraint from my body to my helmet so it doesn't blow off, an arm restraint from my body to my biceps so my arms don't blow off, um, metal buckle bindings, tape around my ankles. I am just completely secured in my skiing outfit to do these speeds. Um, it's exciting. Your adrenaline is rushing. Your heart feels like it's going to explode. Half the time, I'm scared to death before I start. I'm basically praying, but the second I set down in the water to go, I just want to win. So the adrenaline rush and the freeing feeling, being back there, going those speeds, it's incredible. It's very difficult to explain, and you definitely have to be a daring human being to do it. I would say so, because I'm thinking, well, you know, people think, well, water is soft, but at that speed, water is still like hitting concrete. So your injuries can be just as severe as someone that's racing motorcycles. Absolutely. Um, my fall that you had mentioned in the past in 2007, I didn't just break my nose. I fractured my skull, my jaw, my sternum and four ribs in the same fall. So it was definitely like hitting concrete. I did not bounce that day I hit, crushed my body, and that was kind of where the fear factor set in for me pretty heavily. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is, did you actually, did from that injury, did you actually try to race the next day? I chose to take one day off, and because it was a world title and they're every other year, I did choose to race um, for the United States. I was scared. I was broken. There's photographs of me with my face just swollen, nose broken. I'm taping my ribs. I'm taping my face. And I went for it um, with no regard for my life, apparently. <laughs> That's the adrenaline go-getter daredevil in me. Um, I did well until my mindset changed. 
So it's definitely what you think you become kind of a deal. Oh, yeah. And I was winning the race and slowed myself down into second. I did help my team achieve a gold as a team, but as an individual, I did not do well. And I just couldn't compete mentally at the world class level anymore. So I gave up my spot after that. So, I mean, was it, um, despite the injuries, was it a, Mm -hmm. uh, was it an ego thing where you realized you just got beat by a 17 year old? No, (laughs) not at all. Um, I'm so not ego. I'm extremely humble. Um, it was a very good friend of mine was actually killed in a practice run and he was only 24 years old and his neck split open. And I just thought to myself, what are we doing out here? So mentally, so that, I just couldn't do it anymore. It just was, de- it's devastating when you lose someone you love. Now, when, now, so what was, did, did he die in 2007 when you finally hung up the skis? He did, yes. So that actually played a role in you deciding to kind of hang it up and start doing something else. Yeah, I felt like I was fortunate and blessed by God. Literally, the moment I hit the water and crushed my body and bile was coming out of my mouth, I thanked God for my life. (laughs) So that being said, I was just like, all right, I thought I would do this forever, but there's a different path for me. So let me go and find it. I was a little lost after that. I wasn't sure what to do. And my passion for sports was still driving me. Um, and I found uh, competitive bodybuilding, or I should say at an amateur level. And so I was able to take my energy and transform it into a new sport. Well, how old were you when you uh, decided to get into bodybuilding and you ended up being, was it, is 35 and up, is that considered a master's class? It is. Actually, I was 40 when I started bodybuilding. You know, wow. age is a number to me. <laughs> yeah, but you, you basically kept up your physical fitness even after you retired though too, right? Um, I didn't. I had a torn ligament in my hip. My gym closed. A, a whole slew of things hit me. I was completely out of shape. I had gained weight. I was a little bit lost. Even with my background of fitness, nutrition, um, professional sports, just, you know, we all have some triumphs to overcome. And I had many. So with help of other people, um, I was kind of nurtured back to health was able to get back into fitness, was able to get my mindset back right, uh, prayed a lot about it, and was able to hit the stage. What was that like? happy about that. Well, what was that like Um, for the first time? Okay, so I went from, I won't put weight out there, but I had lost 20 pounds to hit the stage, which is a lot of weight, as we all do in the health industry. I hit the stage. My adrenaline was rushing. I felt like I was going into a series. I was so excited to have this competitive feeling again and the fear factor and the accomplishment. And it didn't matter how I did or how I placed. I was just thrilled to achieve something different and new in my life. Um, and of course, ending up winning overall and doing a clean sweep and taking home all these trophies. And it was just like icing on the cake. And I was like, this is my new love. I'm going for it. So how many competitions did you enter or compete in? Uh, um, 
in my first competition, I entered three classes. I placed in three classes. And when you win a class, you go up for an overall. So I won the entire show overall in the 35 and over category. <laughs> so wow. Congrats. Well, well, let me ask you this, because I know that uh, a lot of people who get into fitness and those that uh, even step up even to the amateur level to compete, uh, you know, just to kind of gauge where they're at. But at the same time, uh, for you, you're also a fitness trainer, correct? I am. I am a fitness and health lifestyle coach. I don't just personal train people. I actually speak to them about nutrition. Um, their everyday lives, their own challenges. Um, as you know, I'm extremely Christian. I completely believe in God and the movement um, in our lives, spiritually, mind, body, and spirit. So I incorporate everything into my teachings as long as people are open to it. Well, let me ask you this. All okay, about having a better life. Well, well let, let's take a uh, particular person that's wanting to get into shape. Now, are you... Do you train those that are looking to get into competition or those that are just wanting to get in shape, maybe lose weight and uh, tone up their body? There are every different level of person walks into the fitness studio that I'm at. It's called ProLift. It's in Brentwood, Northern California. These are not competitors. There's very few competitors I don't solicit for competitors because I feel that it's an extreme sport. So focus, dedication, passion, drive is completely different for the stage. The at pro list, we know people that maybe have never stepped into a gym, know nothing about nutrition, want to change their life, would like to learn about food and the way it affects our bodies. I have um obese that are just trying to lose weight and gain muscle. I have people that are trying to change their lifestyle so that they can help family members. I have diabetics. I have a stroke patient that cannot use her hands. I have a woman with a double knee replacement. These are just everyday, hardworking men and women that want to live a healthier lifestyle for themselves as individuals. Nothing to do with bodybuilding or hitting the stage. But where I work at ProLift, it's unique in the fact that we believe in the trifecta, cardiovascular exercise, weightlifting, and nutrition. I take people to the grocery store. I preach nutrition. I preach food. I am educating my clients in all aspects of life and positive mindset not putting themselves down, as well as weight training and cardio. Well, you know, when someone, <laughs> well, yeah, well, it sounds fantastic. Now, when someone comes to you that, uh, let's say, they've had a poor diet for many, many years, how do you help them mm-hmm. to change their mindset and looking at food in a, a complete, completely different way that will actually benefit their health instead of just reaching for the wrong thing and wishing that they would lose weight uh, just, you know, how do you change your mindset to, to, to be, to help them to become more positive and to where food is not their enemy, but it's also their mm-hmm. friend? Yes. Since we all need to eat every single day, like I said, we, I have a nutrition course that I put people through. I have an ebook that I wrote. It's very simple to understand for everyone, not just scientifically. Um, I break down metabolism. 
I break down energy, calories. I explain to them what food is actually doing to their bodies and um, slowly put them through a change of flavor, um, a little less eating out, a little more cooking at home. Um, fats are healthy. Sugar is the enemy type of a deal. There's so much to learn where I would need like hours upon hours to <laughs> I know explain what you mean. the process. Yep. Yeah, I know you know what I mean. I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, what do you think of what do you think of all of these different um I don't want to call them diets, but uh you know, some people are doing the, you know, keto is really big right now. What is your uh Okay. What is your opinion of keto right now? I Okay, so as a bodybuilder, my opinion is great. Hit the stage, put yourself into ketosis as a normal human being that wants to live a healthy lifestyle, I'm not a huge fan of putting your body into ketosis unless you need to lose a large amount of weight, then I do believe in it. If you have extreme obesity, um, ketosis will work and it's wonderful as long as you can stick to it or be on a program or have somebody help you through it. If not, learning about it online or reading a meme and just eating high-fat foods or high-protein and high-fat is, is not going to be too healthy for you. So what people don't totally understand about ketosis is it's not eating bacon and cheese and high-fat meat. It's actually eating lean protein, um, hardly any sugars at all or simple carbohydrates, maybe not even complex carbohydrates and having some vegetables. So ketosis, I don't think everybody has the understanding of it when they're eating high-fat, high-protein high meals. Yes, you can lose weight that way, but, you know, Dr. Adkins did die of a heart attack. You, you um, took the words right out of my mouth because I was about to mention his name. And it was funny because yep. when his book came out, all people did was read the two chapters. They ignored the rest mm -hmm. of it. And, yep. yeah, he... He basically had a stroke on the sidewalk, from what I've heard. But, uh, okay. You know, so, okay. the, well, you know, which is still linked to him reading the wrong foods in, in a keto diet. Right. And, and now, you know, you and I and uh, hundreds of others or thousands of others have seen mm -hmm. where this whole ketosis diet has completely made a, an about face more in a, in a, in a healthier way where mm -hmm. people aren't sitting there at breakfast eating scrambled eggs and bacon and thinking that's a diet food. Right. And it's and like you said, it's Honestly. lean, it's healthy fat. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, yes. well, uh, what do you think about the, uh, you know, and it's not just keto that's out there right now. What do you think about the uh, mm -hmm. intermittent fasting right now? I mean, I'm not a fan of intermittent fasting. I do believe in eating um, small meals every two and a half to three hours. I feel that our body... Um, uses the energy more efficiently. So that's more of the bodybuilding. That's kind of like the body, you know, the six small meals a day. And, uh, cause I know a lot of people who still do that and have done, uh, fantastic eating that way. And in a way it keeps the metabolism going as long as you're eating the right foods. As long as you're eating the right foods for yourself personally, eating five to seven meals a day is wonderful. Even if you're not a bodybuilder, you know, my sister, Christine Avanti, skinny chicks uh, eat real food or skinny chicks don't eat salads. 
That yeah. was before, you know, the internet and all this online dieting fads. So she was a trainer to the stars, and I've always incorporated her meal plans into my life before I even knew the bodybuilding world because I was an athlete and I wanted to stay lean and live a healthy lifestyle. So always having protein with a healthy small amount of carbohydrates and fiber, vegetables, is always going to be your best bet, right? I mean, that is some old school eating right there. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, you know, it's amazing how we try to take, uh, you know, tried and true methods and try to make them better. But when they, when, when society right. tries to take something like that and make it better, it ends up being a fad. So, you know, you know, keto was really big last year. Keto was big this year. You know, what's going to be big next year? And I think it just causes so many problems because that's where we get yo-yo dieting and so many people, they're jumping from one thing to another when they need to be focused on a, a healthy lifestyle. And, uh, yes. and it's not just looking great. You know, social media has created millions of narcissists in my opinion, but, uh, and it's Great. also caused, it's also caused body image issues in more people than we'll ever Absolutely. know. And, uh, do you have people who deal with that type of issue when they come to, uh, the train with you? I do. I do. Unfortunately, um, for me, I accept everyone, every age, every size, every aspect of their life. It's just who I am. I see the good in people. I um, feel that we all should. I may be a little bit intimidating when you look at me on social media, um, but as a human being, I'm not that way at all. I'm very open, loving, caring. I just want to help people. And so that's what I do. I put my self in the field that I feel I have great experience in and I help people. I have clients walk in and they're down on themselves um, because of their appearance or that they're not losing weight as quickly as they'd like to. So like I said before, I don't just put people through a workout regimen. I speak with them about themselves, their personal lives as they're working out and we try to incorporate healthy thinking as well as healthy lifestyle um, as we go through this process. And I just think that that's the way to do it. And we do believe at ProLifts, you know, the 80-20, 80% healthy eating, 20%, you know, sometimes you just need to have a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could go for that. <laughs> it's okay to have a birthday cake on your birthday, so uh, people shouldn't feel guilty about that. And uh, eat a real cake, not a vegan one. So uh, enjoy the birthday is the way I, I say it. Well, let me ask you this. How did acting fall into your lap? Oh, my goodness. Well, with bodybuilding, I would have to say my body is a little bit unique for my age. Um, if you, If I were being compared to mainstream people in the world. So I'm a touch fit, as you can see by my pictures, Dr. Vaughn. And uh, I generally am asked to play parts as a police officer or a bodyguard or a sniper or somebody that, you know, looks experienced or 45 years old in the face, but has a youthful, strong body. You don't look 45 in the face. I can tell you that. And anybody who looks Janine up online will think she's, (laughs) I mean, definitely under 35. So uh, you look a lot younger than that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I would have never guessed that when you said 45, I'm thinking, I remembered you saying 40, but not 45. So that no, takes me by surprise. Yeah. 
is I um I love life as you know as you know work and I like to travel. I like new experiences. I like to fill my one God given life with as much as I can. I like to touch other people's lives. I want to encourage people to go for their dreams. If they're thinking something, I want them to know that they can go and do it. So the information highway is out there. Research. Find what you want to do. So, And the other thing is, is the more fields you take your life into, the more opportunities and doors that are going to open for you. So with acting, I was hanging out with bodybuilders and martial artists and rolling to different gyms and heading down to L.A. and back and People see me, they get to know me, they like my personality, they invite me to act. I do not look for it. I don't submit a resume. They're just like, Janine, we think you'd be great for this part. And I'm like, you know what? I turned a couple people down because I didn't want to. Um, Hollywood has this like dark cloud over it, right? Um, oh, yeah. Acting and the producer's couch and whatnot. And I was like, no, it's not for me. And a friend of mine was like, you know what? You're given these opportunities for some reason take them. And I'm like, okay, I'll take them. And I had a blast. And you know, it's the budget film. Um, but it's fun. I was in Forbidden Power, which is out now on Amazon Prime. I was the head bodyguard and a head villain for Victory Studios. I had a blast. Then I was invited to do a movie that I'm working on now called Dolphin Protocol. I'm a sniper. It's on dolphinprotocol.com. It's so fun. I've I've been able to travel, learn how to use guns, ride motors. I mean, I used to ride motorcycles, but <laughs> yeah, I'm just I still having, do. I am bored. <laughs> Go ahead. Wow. Well, that I think that's fantastic, and you know, and I want all my listeners to realize that you know we're talking to Janine Avanti today, uh, and I want you to realize something that if you have a dream or a desire in your heart, you need to go after it. You can do it. And I think, Janine, you're a perfect example of even though you've always had a competitive spirit, you've had this incredible Uh energy, you've never really let anything slow you down. And, you know, we all get knocked down if if it's, you know, crash on water skis or something. But the thing is, is, you know, we need to pick ourselves up, uh, dust ourselves off and just keep pushing forward. And I think you're a, a great testimony to thousands of people out there that just need to hear something encouraging and how can uh for my listeners who live in california and are probably uh close to you where can they get in touch with you to maybe uh have you uh help them with their training and their diet as well i have a small website it's janineavanti.com i'm on social media on facebook janineavanti it's open to the public I encourage people to follow me, comment under my posts, contact me privately. I'm on Instagram. It's an older account. It's at F2WorldChamp03 or Janine Avanti. I am available. I want to be contacted. Um, I want to help others. We didn't speak about it, Ward, but as mm-hmm. a child, I was heavily abused. I lived in captivity. I was sexually abused for eight years. I was preyed upon, locked up, beat up, um, and I just opted to pray about it, change my life, and persevere. And so I just want other people to know that I wasn't born with a silver spoon. Um, these opportunities weren't just thrown into my lap. I 
seek them out. I want a better life. I go through heartache and pain just like everyone else. I just know that there's something better out there. And once we achieve something better or we go for our dreams, it opens more doors. It creates a healing in us. And then we can help others come up as well. And that's what we need to do. We need to help each other come up. Well, I love that, Janine, and I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. You are an inspiration. You are an encouragement, and I just can't wait to hear more about what you're going to be doing in the future, and uh, you're going to have to come back and share. And who knows, maybe there's an Emmy, a Golden Globe, and an Oscar in your future. <laughs> Amen. You know what's in my future, Ward? Real estate. There you go. There you <laughs> I love it. My next goal. There you go. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds. Rate the show on iTunes. I want to thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. You can learn more about me at DrDRWardBond.com. And I want to thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. I am your host, Dr. Ward Bond, and remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. God bless.